Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And battle soul. Ladies and gentlemen, we gave you guys a week to recover from the massive orgasms we give you every week. This is Love, Lust, and Badass, so I'm the Red Bearded... The Red... Why can't I say my own name? The Red Bearded Assassin himself, CEO Hayes, with the main event, the beautiful, the lovely, the sexy... Miss Badass Jones, how are you doing, AJ? I'm good. You see, you still drunk off of the, the, the Thanksgiving food and the Thanksgiving, was it tequila, bourbon, something you were drinking? The brown uh, Hennessy. Hennessy. Yeah. You see, it's still mashing up your life. You can't even remember your own title. And it was Imagine. expensive. So, like, it was the type of Hennessy. It's called um, Master Blend or Master Something. And they, they legitimately only make it once every 10 years. And it's like a $200 bottle. Is it amazing? Nice. Is it, did it go down nice? Like, is it smooth? Oh, it's smooth is as hell. It, is it better than I don't remember what you you told me? There's a brand of tequila that costs like a gazillion, not a gazillion dollars. You know what I mean? Is it better than that brand of tequila? No, nothing's better than tequila, AJ. I'm just I'm just asking. I was actually surprised to see you drinking Hennessy because I was like, oh, that's different because you're like a you know, you're a tequila man. I am a tequila man, but there's something um, there's something about like I and it's it's every year like uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving. I always drink either bourbon or cognac. So it, it it's something about I don't know if it what it is about it, but the holiday time, it my my drink of preference changes a little bit. I can still always drink tequila. Like my birthday, I'm gonna drink mountains and mountains of tequila. But um it's just the ho- actual holiday, it's a little different for me. Okay. Well, I know like here in Canada, uh our Thanksgiving is in October and in Jamaica we don't celebrate it at all. But how was your Thanksgiving with your family? It was good. It was a lot of fun, a lot of alcohol. Um, no drama, which is always good. good when you can have a family get together with no drama. Um, yeah, it was it was just a good time. Me and my cousin, um, who we look like, I'm so tired. Like I should have never posted that picture because it's just been uh, first of, for, like the first thing was the first thing was somebody saying, "Oh, there's two of you," and then I was like, "Well, no, it's not my brother. It's it's my cousin." And it's just crazy. But yeah, me and my cousin just have a good time when we're together, man. I, I definitely appreciate that post. And I'm so happy that you made it because he's all kinds of eye candy. Good God almighty. <laughs> I mean, I know the background situation because you and I talked one away, but yeah, I'm cute, bud. I'm cute, bud. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I told him you said that. But AJ, how was your week? Uh, what? So what? what? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> were you were you in Canada on Thanksgiving or like, I know you travel all over the place. Did you find your way over across the border to uh, America? You know what? I didn't because I'm not like uh, th- there's a situation where I could have been there, but I'm not like me being around people's family. Just it's just never a good thing for me because I just end up being really quiet. And then people want to talk to me like a whole lot and ask me all kind of questions. And I get it because, you know, like I'm a new face and I'm not like p- part of the family and because of the way I talk and all them things there. So, yeah, no, I stay I stayed put. I stayed on this side of the, the world for y'all. Thank you. Thanksgiving. I stayed. I stayed in my now, I know last year when we recorded after Thanksgiving, you, you, you had prepared uh, one of your friends that's from America a Thanksgiving type meal. Did you do that again this year or was she actually with her family this year? No, we actually didn't. We went to um, we ended up going to a vegan restaurant of all things. Um, and anybody that knows me, like I'm a straight carnivore. I'm an omnivore, but I'm definitely all about we know if it has. Like meat. I yeah, I do. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, it was it was a good experience going to this vegan restaurant. Like it totally fucked up my head because I had a chicken sandwich, CJ. Nobody could tell me it's not a chicken. Trust me. Nobody couldn't tell me that that wasn't a real chicken breast. To the whole day. Like I was, comp- I pushed the plate back at one point. I'm like, I called the waitress over the server and I'm like, this is chicken. She's like, no, it's not. 
it's a vegan. Listen to me. I don't know what they're doing in that restaurant. It's some breed of OBR or something with their food, but their food tastes like meat, meat. You know, like sometimes you eat like vegan food or like tofu and you know that it's tofu and it's not the, the most appetizing. And sometimes mm. it can be cooked sexy, but you still know it's tofu. Trust me, bread, you know, me tell you set. Nobody could tell me that was not chicken. Just weird. So that's, that's what we did. Uh, that's what's up. Perfect. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, good. I'm glad you, glad you had an enjoyable, even though it's not technically a holiday over there. I'm glad you had an enjoyable weekend. Um, you know what? We're going to have an enjoyable show because there's not... There's some fuckery in this, not as much as our last couple of shows. So I'm really looking forward to just having fun and hopefully walking away from this without a headache this week. But we'll see. So we can just jump right in. I actually have an update for uh, you and for everyone. So uh, every now and again, the gentleman who was having the affair with the four women simultaneously, we call him C. um, He actually contacted me over the holidays, you know, to sort of give me an update and everything that's going on. So I know if you guys remember, it said that his eldest daughter, who was 17, she had just had uh, a baby or she was pregnant at the time. So she had her baby. Everything's great with that. And he's told me that things with him and his wife have improved profoundly. They've had intimacies uh, every day for like the last couple of months. Um, she's been very generous in giving head. Um, he said there was one night where they smoked together and and they had like he's just happy when I, I I like in all the times that I've ever spoken to him I've never like I've seen him smile but this was the broad like I see all this man's teeth to how happy he was and how he was grinning and smiling so I had asked him like you know he's still in contact with the last woman who was from California but he said like to how things are going with him and his wife now and he's really happy and they're in a good place he told the woman in California like our friendship can't continue much longer like he's ready to let it go but again, it's one of those things where he still has heart attachments to her. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm really happy for them that they've been able to turn things around. I'm happy that his wife recognized that, you know, there's a part of her <clears throat> womanly self that she was neglecting in terms of taking care of his needs. And that was forcing his hand in some kind of way, even though we know that he has choice and he could have opted to just be out of the situation. But regardless, things have improved uh, greatly between the two of them and he is definitely happy. So kudos to them. Yay! I love hearing positive updates, especially about that story. Me and him actually talked ourselves um, in the DM uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's really, really honestly like, and I and I feel bad because I think I like I really gave it to him on the initial email. But I will say this: he is a he. As weird as this sounds, he's a good dude. He is, and he knows what his stuff is, and he's forthcoming with it. Like he doesn't try to sugarcoat it and try to pretend like he's a good guy. Like he knows, you know, back back when we did, he knows he knew then that he was a piece of shit and what he was doing was wrong. Like he and he said that he at the time, you know, he was prepared for the blasting. He knew that you were going to go off. He fully expected it and he embraced what it it was. Um, and I think it's just it's just cool. Like I know he's one of our most avid listeners. Like I know we have a few, but he is one of our most avid listeners, and he always um, gives us props and he always reposts our shit and and you know make sure that people know about who we are and that kind of thing. But um, I appreciate that he's been so forthcoming with these aspects of his life and very sharing um, with it. And and like you said, yeah, overall he sees a really he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he really is. So good, good. I'm glad to hear up- updates. I'm glad him and his wife apparently or. Are, are, Working it out, you know, I mean, if you can save your marriage, save it. So there you go. So uh, outside of that, I wanted to I wanted to discuss something with you of a very personal nature. OK, so recently I won't say how recently, but recently enough, I had a sexual experience with someone. And in the middle of it, I thought of you now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> not in a sexual type like I wish CJ was here type of way, but in a in a way that I was thinking to myself in that moment, if I was CJ, what would I do? So we're having sex. <clears throat> and in the middle of it, he stops and he says to me, oh, I want to suck it. Did suck you hear me? What? Exactly. That's you see, you hear you hear your voice when you said that. That's the voice I heard in my head. <laughs> In that exact moment, CJ saying, suck what? And that's exactly how I said it to him, but in in my own voice. And he's like, oh, I just want to suck it. Just give me a minute. I want to suck it. I realized after he was talking about my pussy, but CJ, you ever have that moment where you're just about to like get a really good nut and she does or says something stupid and it crawls right back up in you? Have you ever had that happen? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have. That's exactly where I was. I was so 
fucking irritated. Like I was about to have the greatest, greatest orgasm. And then he said, he stopped and he said that in the most irritating voice possible, because I guess he thought he was being sexy. So he dropped his voice a little bit and he's like, oh, let me suck it. Like he said it like that. Nah, friend. (laughs) Oh my God. I was so disgusted and turned off after that. I was cussing him, but I was also cussing you in my head because I heard you in my head when that happened. Listen to me. I don't know about the bond that you and I have, but please try don't do that again. Listen, um, I mean... I don't know what to say, AJ. At this point, like, we we share. We're a hive mind. We kind of share an aura. Like, part of our spirits are intertwined. So I can't, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. We're like the Borg. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's 100% true. What has, have you ever had, like, what's been your worst mood killer? Like, like legit, you're in the moment. You're feeling good. Everything's going good. But she does or says something stupid and, like, totally kills and you're like, yeah, you got to put your clothes on and go home. Or you pack up your shit and you go. Because that's what I did. Like, whenever, when he did that, I was like, I, I got to go. I, I can't. You, but I, think I, I think I shared this story. Maybe I told you just in us talking and not on the podcast. But that time I was getting some of the most amazing head ever in my life. And she went down underneath my boss to try to to not even the gooch to try to lick my ass and it was over. Like I I rolled off the bed so quick. <laughs> oh God, I can't breathe. <laughs> I was it was so amazing. Like the head was so legitimately amazing, and then like. I thought she was going for my balls. And I was like, you know, that's fine. And she went lower and like her tongue like went from my balls into the almost it had to be like a miller, like a a centimeter away from my actual ass. And I just rolled. I I tucked tail and rolled off the bed. I don't even remember what I said. I think my look said it all. I was just, I looked like, you know how like you have that look if like when somebody asks you, like if somebody, let's just say for some reason your daughter brought somebody over the house and it's their first time over and they're like, they're just like digging, they open your refrigerator, how you would look at them like, like what the fuck are you doing? Like that was how I looked from being on the floor, from rolling off the bed. I looked up like motherfucker, like what? No, it was time to go. It was time to go. Oh God, that made me shed some eye on that real Jeez, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the time um and this guy i think i was like 17 there was this time i was having it I, and she had to pull it from baby boy like i was having sex with this chick and she was she said i want to have your baby and i was like you know what instant unerection like i was done i was done i my 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 dick went limp i looked at her i said you're fucking crazy i pulled on my pants and i rode my bike home <laughs> <laughs> why are you always riding your bike somewhere like, Listen, I when I was when I was a, a teenager, the bike was the was the mode of transportation. That was the poon bike. Like when if somebody saw me on my bike, I wasn't riding it for luxury. I was riding it to go get some ass. Don't kill me right now. I, I think every story you and I have ever shared or you've ever told me ends up with you riding your bike off into the sunset somewhere. Like, <laughs> hey. Okay, uh, I just covered my eyes are blurry and I can't see, but we're all right. We're all right. Um, so earlier this week, uh, I was having a conversation with someone about um, dating. This person classifies themselves as being really shy, painfully shy, I think is what they said. Um, and so I thought, you know, being, I, and I know you're, you know, like you've just recently, and when I say recently, like in the past couple of years, have been back, getting back into the swing of things in terms of dating. Um, but what, what advice could you or would you give to somebody that is shy um, but is interested in kind of, you know, getting back out there and riding the hobby horse, so to speak? Grab some dicks or some vaginas. Okay. And we're not trying to go to jail. We're not doing a... <laughs> no. Um, I think we, we we kind of talked about this first. I would say... Before before you try, you should try to start dating again. You need to date yourself now. If you've done that, if we're assuming that they've done that and they know that they're ready to get back in the swing of things and start getting out there, um, I would I would say, um, I really don't know. Like just because I kind of had you to, in my ear, like CJ, stop being dumb. Um, so I, I really, <laughs> so I mean, find you an AJ 
But uh, I mean, go go to more social gatherings if you don't interact with people. And I mean, if you happen to be at a social gathering or a party or whatever, and you just see or vibe with someone there, just say, hey, you, you want to go out for drinks, just me and you one day or meet up and just take it from there. But I, I, I wouldn't say like just go in a bar and just ask the first hot lady you see out. Like if you haven't been dating for a while and you're really, really shy, um, yeah, just try to try to go in something that's your element around people you're comfortable with. And if you happen to just see somebody there, do it. Would you, would you think like, I, I had thought to myself that, you know, a good way to is, okay. So if you're like, say if it's a group of, of your girlfriends and you and you're out, you know, and usually girls always dance together in a circle to try to maybe broaden it and, and dance with someone so that it's, it's within the confines of it being appropriate because the music is playing, but you're not necessarily, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not necessarily trying to like bag one particular person, but like if you see somebody that's of interest to you, you know, maybe just go up and say, Hey, do you want to just like, do you want to dance? Like you're not committing yourself to anything. You're not committing them to anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, a serious whine and grind. Like you guys can stand face to face and just kind of dance and, and chit chat a little bit or whatever. Um, I think one of the things is that we're so afraid of, of rejection that people are just not taking risks. And it's really weird to me when I hear people say, well, I don't like rejection because I really can't think of any one person that loves rejection. Like, I don't know, CJ, if you've ever heard anybody say like, oh, I really like being rejected. Nobody likes rejection. You know what I mean? But I equate it like this. You know, when you apply to go to college and you don't get into one of the colleges, like your application has been rejected, you don't stop applying for college, right? When you're applying for a job and you don't get the job, you don't stop applying. You keep pushing forward because sometimes it's not going to go your way, but you never know if it's going to go your way if you don't try, you know? And I think the thing is like, the more you try and, and even if the person says, no, that's really cool. I think you're great, you know, but I'm not interested. It kind of gets easier to do. And it's, it's less serious because, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to get to know that person, it's their loss. That's the way you kind of have to chalk it up. So, you know, it's, it's all the things that CJ said, you know, like if you've done the whole dating yourself, you know, you've got supportive friends and you're in that type of environment, you know, just jump in with both feet. You know, if you see somebody that's of interest to you, you know, go up and say hi to the person and, like I said, if it's a situation where there's music playing, you know, ask the person to dance. Um, if you're maybe like at a bar with your friends, send send the person a drink. I always think that that's kind of a classy thing to do. And, you know, they acknowledge it or whatever the case may be. Like, you have to take risks and you have to put yourself out there because nothing's going to ever get done if you just stay a wallflower. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm listening to you. I'm, I started to say something silly, so I had to, that 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 pause was me refraining myself to be halfway decent. So there you go. That's, I I like that. Sometimes that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, I, I take it I'm doing the run of questions today. Oh no, Until I mean we... I can I, I can do the Nick. <laughs> is that is that the uh, Nikki? You need to do some work. First of all, people, uh, listeners of the Awakening, so I just want I'm sorry of Love Lust and Badass. So I want everyone to know that I shaved my balls again today, and I did send AJ a peek. Okay, so in the most politest way possible, fuck your peak. Okay, fuck your peak because you know honestly. <laughs> you do this shit to me on purpose because you see how we're having a nice good time the vibe mellow everything all right no you just want to come and piss me off and upset <laughs> me and raise my blood pressure and okay so people let me tell you what cj did yes cj sent me a peek but anybody who's listened over the past two months you guys know i've been saying from time cj beg you to let me either watch you or send me a video now nah, you're gonna send me some fuckery but you're sending me a picture and and here here be happy <laughs> Here, Merry Christmas. Here, Happy Birthday. Here, Happy Hanukkah. Here, Happy Kwanzaa. No, no. When a day after that, no. If you know, as a matter of fact, delete the picture from delete the picture from where you sent it to me. I want my video. <laughs> I, I, I'm done. Come this log off. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I when I press in on that picture, I'm like AJ is gonna be pissed the fuck off when she gets this. <laughs> You see, you know me. You know me because you know what I've been saying. But it's okay. I know you see how you do me? That's all right though. You see how you do me? You do you see how you do me? But that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, moving into the next question of the evening. <laughs> the next question. <laughs> that was submitted is have you ever downplayed your sexual abilities miss mystical vampire pussy herself have you ever downplayed your sexual abilities um yeah i have 
especially when the when the guy's like a shit talker and want to talk about how is going to come, you know, do this and shift my womb and bend me up like a pretzel and pick me up off the ground and all them things there. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I can't really do too much. And they're like, oh, you know, like, and then because my tongue is pierced and because of the fullness of my lips, I tell them, no, I don't know how to suck dick. I've only sucked dick a couple of times. I just like the aesthetics of the piercing. Yeah, I downplay all the time, especially for the ones who like to talk shit. You see then when it comes and I have to suck a dick and drop some pussy on them and match up their whole fucking life. That's why you get names like the murder pussy and mystical vampire pussy because of that. Set them straight. Don't talk crazy to me. Like, it's all right if you want to brag a little bit, but don't act like you're going to change my whole life. I will come and ruin you. What are you talking about? And I will come in stealth, come in stealth, tell you nothing. And so you're not expecting nothing. Then your head's all mashed up. I still have a guy that's called, he's called me from about four different numbers and I have to keep blocking this stupid idiot. <sighs> well, damn. Um, You just went the fuck off. Um, <laughs> have you ever um i'm trying to think oh yes i have I, I there was this um woman i was messing with one time and she uh she was like i've never come from head can't niggas don't know how to eat pussy enough to make nobody come anybody who says they come they came from head is a bow face ass lie and all this bleep yappity 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 so I, I had told her i was like yeah i i really don't eat pussy for real like i i just you know i mean i i do enough to get it wet and then you know the sex is the good part so we finally got to the point of of doing it. <laughs> you know that that uh that gif of the guy sitting in the car and he looks over with the evil grin. That was my <laughs> face <laughs> as I took off her panties, and she she absolutely had an orgasm for me eating her pussy. So yeah, damn. See, but we like those kind of people that you know they. It's all right. See, those kind of people you have to change their lives subtly. So, let me let me flip it on you. Have you do you, have you ever suspected someone of downplaying their sex game to you because once you guys did have sex, they blew your mind? Um, yes. <laughs> Years ago, this this guy that I was talking to, um, but and if you like if if you if you see me and you see him, and not that I'm the biggest person in the world, like I'm I'm a thick girl, but he's like like super slim. Like super, super, super slim. And I'm looking at him like, who do you feel like? You can't hurt nobody. You can't do nothing. But CJ, this man could bend up his body in some positions that were just not Nama. I mean, like have the dick inside of you and bend up in such a way that he could do other things to other parts. Like I just, yeah, man, I don't even, he ended up being crazy. Like he ended up being like all kind of crazy, which was a whole other issue, but yeah, I the first time that we had sex and 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 he did he definitely downplayed it and I was thinking okay like maybe it's whatever but yeah, he I wasn't yeah, it was like being blindsided. It was definitely I definitely definitely got blindsided with him. Well, damn, look at that. Amazing. Somebody <laughs> caught AJ slipping. That is I love that. I need to find can you send me this guy's contact information? I feel like I uh, I need to buy that man a drink. You need to buy him nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Listen to me. You don't need to be on other people's sides against me. Eh? I don't know if you know that that's the rules of engagement over here. No. No. That no, not. no I'm, I'm always on your side, but just, I mean, it's it's happened now. That probably happened before I even met you. So, I mean, I, I had no horse in the race at that point. But since it's already happened, now I feel like I need to contact him. Now, if he, if he caught you off guard, like, tomorrow, then I I, I feel like I needed to, to defend you. But... I mean, hey. No, no absolutely. That's it. No, it not happen. No, boss. It not happen. <laughs> I, um, I'm so, me asking you that question, you got me thinking, have I ever, do I ever, I, I suspect someone of downplaying their oral game before um because i swear she was like i i've only sucked two dicks in my life or whatever there's no way in hell like there's just what she did with her tongue there's no way in hell i mean maybe maybe she did maybe she just i don't know maybe she's a, like a rogue scholar of penis sucking i don't know what it is but i i, I think she set me up for the okie doke that's what i think it was um as far as like what's that i said she did a stellar job she did a stellar job, except she didn't swallow. Like she, so she like, so I don't know if I've ever told, you know what? This is, inter this is going to get interesting. Cause I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. So I used to mess with this chick and it's her that was definitely afraid of semen, like touching her. Like she, she is, is great sexually, but like the idea of semen touching her skin at all 
completely freaked her out. So like she gave amazing head, but when it came time for me to come, it kind of took away took some away from her because she took her mouth off the penis so early when she thought I was about to come because she was legitimately afraid for this the come to touch her skin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> why did you ever ask her why? I, you know what? I, it it I know because it's just like I feel like I feel like something traumatizing had to happen in her life. Like I don't know if it, maybe like the first time she ever gave head, someone just like just gushed all over her, and it just I, I I don't know. But for someone to be that afraid of semen touching their skin, something had to happen. Yeah, someone shot on her without warning and freaked her the fuck out. Is what happened. I guarantee you. They either shot on her face without without letting her know they were going to come, and it went up her nose and got in her eye and got in her like something somebody shot in her face without letting her know and she's been traumatized i guarantee you I which, brings guarantee- me to, which brings me to something else women if you're a squirter and you know you squirt violently please let people know i, I know i've told the story by the time i almost drowned because i didn't even know she squirted like come on now people say you, you could save a life you gotta let people know these things up front oh my gosh i um i don't know there was a there's a, a show called uh it's a jamaican show called ragashanti i guess it's kind of similar to ours like they talk about like sex and stuff like that and there's a man that called in and um his woman literally legit had to call an ambulance for him because she was riding his face and she squirted and it all went into his nose and like he was he she had to call call the man said it was the most embarrassing moment because he thought he was drowning couldn't like get up couldn't recover couldn't cough it up couldn't spit it up she didn't know what to do um he turned over on his side and is like basically like he's he said he felt like he was dying but she called the paramedics and the paramedics, <laughs> the paramedics came. like how how do you explain that how do you explain that or if you actually killed somebody from writing like how how i know we joke all the time about you know choking and if she dies she dies another but like how would you seriously explain that to somebody shit happens that's all I know what to say. Shit happens. Not well. I hope. I hope literally. For some people, shit really does happen. Which that's a whole nother. We need to get into that one day. We need to talk about the people who like. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, like fecal play. I. That's one thing. Like, listen. I am very sexually explorative, but I don't give a fuck. There is no way in hell Dasha could walk in here right now and say you can do whatever you want with me, but. You have to play with my shit, and I'll just be like, "No, it's not happening." I'm sorry, like I it just, I, I love you, but I can't do it. Oh, I um, and it's so funny that you, again, I, you know, because I, I read all kinds of all kind of things, and I was reading a story about a young lady who basically she picked up a sugar daddy kind of thing, right? And so, um, she was low on funds, and she figured she'd get involved with this much older man, and you know, see what could go on for her, or whatever. So she said the first time she went to the man's house. You know, um, she was there and he was playing with her and she was giving him head and she noticed like his dick wasn't getting hard and he wasn't aroused or whatever. So she asked him, you know, what can I do to sexually turn you on? So he's like, you'll do like whatever I want. She's like, sure. You know, so because she knows she was going to get money from him and that was part of the, the deal or whatever. So he said to her, OK, just lay down in the bed and close your eyes. And she said when she, she lay down, she lay back, she closed her eyes and she relaxed like he came. He, he stood over her and then she could feel like he was squatting down on top of her. So she thought maybe he was going to like put his dick between her breasts or whatever, whatever. She said next thing she felt something warm on her stomach. <laughs> and she said the smell hit her nose. And when she opened her eyes, not only was his dick rock hard, but the man had shit on her stomach. <laughs> he got up, he thanked her. Must have gave her like a thousand dollars or whatever. She was said she was so disgusted. She didn't know what to do. She said she first she laid there for a couple of minutes because she didn't know what to do. He went and he got like paper and cleaned her up. She said she went to the shower. She scrubbed with the shampoo. She scrubbed with the conditioner. She scrubbed with the soap. She was the mouthwash to scrub her stomach. Like she said that there was nothing she felt she could do enough to get the smell off of her skin. You know what I mean? So she said she took her money. She went home. She bought like cleaner. She like she literally bleached her skin to try to get the scent off of her. But then, I mean, you're traumatized because now this image is in your head. (laughs) He calls her the next day and asks her if she's going to come by. And she's like, you know, no, you know, she's got things to do or whatever. So a week goes by. The money runs out. She's still jobless. So she's like, okay, well, she might just have to suck it up. A second time and gala go see the man so she goes to go see him now the same thing happens she lays down because at least now she knows what's gonna happen he shits on her stomach but this time he doesn't give her any money he, <laughs> he, 
she goes and she showers and everything is fine. She's pissed now because this man has <laughs> and her on top of it, right? So she's at home now. She's vexed. A week goes by. He's calling her, calling her, calling her. She's not answering the calls. So finally, she answered the call because no, she well vexed, right? And she's like, what do you want? He's like, I want to see you. She's like, I'm not interested. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I know last time things didn't work out the way that you thought they would, but just, I want, I need to see you. I have something for you. So she's like, okay, fine. You know, cause she's thinking, okay, maybe she's going to get something or whatever. So she's like, but we're not doing what we did last time. If you don't have nothing for me, he's like, we don't have to just meet me here at this place or whatever. So he gives her an address. She meets, she meets him there and he hands her a set of keys. He had paid for a lease for a condo for her. Oh my God. So the story basically with her contemplating now, if this man is going to be her sugar daddy and take care of her. So he has subsequently paid for a, a paid for a place for her to live, bought her a car, bought her a new wardrobe. But every time they have some sort of interaction or engagement, it involves him shitting on her, like not verbally and like a, like legit physical shit on her stomach. <laughs> I don't give goddamn how much money it is. We're not doing that in no time in life. I'd rather go to a food bank and a clothing bank. I'd rather ask for social assistance than to let anybody shit on my skin for money. Fuck no. Fuck no. We're not doing that. Not time. Not time in our life. That. Oh. Man, I know that there's all kinds of fetishes and kinks in the world, and there's all kinds of like I look. I was watching this kink page where this woman let her 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 dom sew up her vagina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've seen some shit, CJ. That but that like any sort of fecal play, the disease factor alone, absolutely not. Like pee, like if it's pee, I can I can understand that because you can drink enough water that your pee is clear. But fecal matter shit is is the body's waste system. There's nothing good about that. You can't yam shit. You can't yam shit for it to. Uh, AJ, AJ, we're done. We're done. Like you know what? Okay, let, we have to get completely step away from this. We're gonna get into a break. We're gonna play an ad from She Orgasms, uh, our partner uh, Kay, who just does amazing work over there. Uh, just spreading the love of orgasms. We have to take a break right now because um, I, I I just I need I I would not be able to continue. So let's go ahead and take this commercial break. We will see you, lovely and beautiful people, on the other side of this. Do you find yourself having so much going on that it's hard to focus during sex? I know I had that issue, but after taking she orgasms. I was able to easily get in the mood and remain focused on my partner. He can now feel that I am so ready for him when he touches me. My hunger for my partner is increased and I feel so powerful. Speaking of powerful, my orgasms are stronger than ever before. Finally, a natural supplement aided to help a woman feel and be great. Read more about She Orgasms at www.sheorgasms.com. Happy coming. Well, ladies and gentlemen, so we have stepped away from, you know, I think we just found the name to this episode. This episode may be titled Fecal Dreams. We'll see if I can get AJ to sign off on that. But nonetheless, we're going to move in to our next uh, question that was submitted. This one is, as entertainers, do you or AJ, it was submitted to me. So do either one of us worry that it may affect your future relationships? I would like to think, I want to wholeheartedly believe that I could be with someone that understands the balance of what I do versus who I am. And um, with my ex, my my children's father, uh, many years ago when I was in the entertainment field, I actually had, uh, I was on a radio show. Um, I was part of a Toronto-based hip-hop group. And I also um, was part of a chorus for a play that was happening here. So I was in the Toronto um, media uh, a fair bit when I was in my 20s. And their dad is very, like, he's a straight-laced textbook professor nerdy type of guy. And and if you see us together, people like we're so opposite. It, it was It was just so weird that... Um, you know, we were together and we were so compatible because like, I loved him with everything. And he had a really hard time, um, with my public spotlight, light spotlight life. And it's really funny because my daughter recently told me that, 
Um, she's like, you know, that daddy hated the fact that you were so um, popular and you were so out there. I'm like, what? So they've recently had a conversation about it, you know? Um, and I remember that it, it caused a lot of upset in our relationship. And, and it was difficult for me to try to get him to understand, like, you know, the, the, the person that people see on stage and the, and the person that people hear on the radio and the person that people publicly interact with will never be who I am when I'm with you. And my relationship with you is is the part that's most important to me. Those are just people that are in in, in the entertainment field and it's, it's neither here or there. Like it literally came to a point where we could never go out anywhere and I didn't see at least five to 10 people that I knew. We had gone to a party one time in a rural part, remote part of the city. And I, I said, I don't know anybody who lives up here. And there was one person at the party that I actually knew. So he was pissed about that. So anyways, um, as it relates to now, um, anybody that I, I start dating, I always have, I, I have this conversation with them and asking them, you know, a couple of things. Is my friendship, my relationship with CJ going to be an issue for you? You know, because you come up in conversation all the time because you and I are we're boys, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're my friend, you're my confidant, you're, you know, one of the closest people to me. Um, not just because of the podcast, but just our relationship in and of itself. And, and I never want anyone to misconstrue the nature of our relationship. So that's one, a question that I always ask. And then I always ask them too, is the fact that I do a podcast and I have a part of my life is very public, you know, even outside of this, in terms of my traveling and my business and stuff, is that going to be an issue for you? I ask that question up front, you know, just even with the provocative pictures that I post or the thirst trap pictures that I post on my Instagram or whatever, that's always been me. It's never going to change. The question is, are you going to have a problem with that? And if you feel like you're going to come into my life to change me, especially when there's nothing wrong with me, then we're just not going to work. You know, if you can, if you can vibe with me and we can gel and ebb and flow and everything is cool, then great. But if you feel like you're going to come into my life in some kind of way to try to, you know what I mean? Like switch it up or, or you, you lie to me and say that you're okay with it. And then a couple months down the road, you're going to be like, Oh, who's that guy? Why are you, you know, responding to everybody on your Instagram? And you know, how can you send him heart eyes? And how can you send him a heart? And if we're going to get to that point, we're, yeah, I'm, I'm not, we're not doing it. We're absolutely not doing it. Yeah, I think me, I I absolutely have to um, be with someone who understands that there is a difference between being being flirtatious and being um, being an entertainer, being engaging with my audience. I think that's gonna that's extremely important to me um, in anything that I get into in the future. And you know, I even posed the question before, like on my social media, like do any other podcasters feel like they have to be with other podcasters or other creatives or just other people who are in kind of a similar realm? Because a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people will take me and your relationship and think that it means that we are either fucking or half fucked. And, you know, even us telling them, no, we never have, will just not believe it. And I just don't have time for that. Um, like you, you, like you said, you are a very important part of my life. So that right there is a non-negotiable. If anyone is ever uncomfortable with me, your relationship, then they don't need to be around me. Um, if anyone's ever uncomfortable with the content we talk about here, they don't need to be around me. I've, I've gotten to the point now where if the podcast or anything else that I do causes an issue for anyone, then they're just not for me. And I have no hangups, no hard feelings, no, ill will or anything about it it's just a simple fact and i'm fine with that so that's how i feel about it you know it's really funny like i was thinking about <clears throat> excuse me something you just said that you know it, it would have to be another podcaster okay so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something that may make me sound cocky or like an asshole and, and that's fine i'm okay with that i think even if they're a podcaster they have to either be really secure still secure in themselves or they have to have a podcast that has a significant following where they understand the dynamics of having a significant following and the response responsibilities of that, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, um, when I post a picture and and I there are a gazillion comments underneath it, I generally thank everyone and and my response is the same to everybody. So that day I'm doing a pink and, and black heart and a smiley face. Everyone's getting a pink and a black heart and a smiley face and a thank you or a good morning or whatever. Um, I, th I think it has to be somebody that understands and, and, and not to say with you, cause I know you don't respond to everybody. Um, and then, then there are some people that, you know, if you've had uh, communication with them before, like you'll, you'll give a response or like, it's a flirtatious and happy type of response. Like I've never seen you respond to anybody where it's like, it, it, it there should even be a question that it's just harmless flirting. Like you've never, you've never 
said anything that I've ever seen where it would give anybody the impression that you're trying to like get at them or get with them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but also in that whoever's reading the comment section or whether it's, you know, something that you've posted or somebody that's commented, you know, inappropriately underneath it, people have to understand that you can't, you can't, one, you can't control what somebody says or does. All you can control is yourself. And if they understand your personality, they understand who you are. They understand my personality. They understand who I am. They know that there's nothing harmful in that in any way, shape or form. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, and I I realize that this isn't for everyone and I don't ever want to make it seem like if you can't take it, then you can't take it. That's fine. I I completely understand it because it's not for everyone. I, I truly believe that. Now, my personal feelings are people should be able to separate social media from real life, but the reality is everyone can't. So regardless if they should or shouldn't, everyone can't do it. But, and if you're someone that you, that you can't, then you're not for me. That, that it's just simple and point blank. Like you have to understand it. If you're insecure about other people being into me or liking me or feeling like they really get to know me, because the, th- the thing is, is as much as we do share on this podcast and across anything in our social media, they're still part of a very big chunk of my life that I save for me, that I save for the people close to me. AJ may know it, but the podcast may never know it. And that's not to say that I'm hiding it from my listeners. It's that I feel like it's important to still have something that's just for me in mind, if that makes sense. Me and the people around me, me and the people close to me, like, like with my cousin, you know, something about him from that picture that me and you've talked about that I would never have publicly. Like people just, you have, you, it's, it's a balance that needs to be struck with it. And I, I would, I would, definitely say that anything that I get into in the future um, with someone else, there is going to be part of our relationship or part of what we have going on that is going to be just for us because it needs to be locked away. It needs to be safeguarded. Now that I am, am unfortunately, someone who's in the public eye, something needs to be just for me and my family, me and my children. And if you notice, that's why I'm selective of what I post about my children now, because I know there are people who follow my page that I may necessarily not wanting to see certain things about my kids. I still share the silly moments, the goofy moments, but I'm not, I don't post them as much as I used to because there's, there's, there's something sacred about that, that I've realized now, you know, doing this for over a year that doesn't need, everyone doesn't need to see or deserve to see quite frankly. I absolutely agree. That's one of the reasons why I don't post my son or my daughter. Like I'll post them on their birthdays or if there's something significant that has happened. But outside of that, I don't need people getting into my life that way. You know what I mean? Um, Anybody who I love and care about and who is personal to me, like you, my family, my friends, they will have access to that part of my life. But everybody else, they they don't need that at all. Because then I find people feel like they can take liberty with you and pass their place and they want to like say certain things or ask you certain things or, you know what I mean? Or banter with you in a certain type of way. And you're like, no, we're not like that. We're not close like that. You're passing your place. Don't do it. Because then I have to tell you two dirty bad word. And then, you know what I mean? It's just a convenient argument and a fight. So no, I, I, I completely feel you on that. Stay in your lane. Well, anything left with this question, AJ, before we move on? Nope. All righty. So the next one, the next question that we have is, were the dating or in? No, no, no. I want to ask this one. Okay. Because this is like a, this is legitimately a girl to guy question. Okay. And it was because it was a female friend of mine who had said it to me. No, I'm lying to you. It was a guy friend of mine who said it to me. So I need to ask you because I need to know from your, you as a man, like I'm not going to answer this question at all. So whether dating or in a relationship, who decides if sex is going to happen, the man or the woman? Um, I think the initial encounter is the woman, but if you, if we're dating, if we're in a serious relationship, if we're staying the night at my place, I'm staying out of yours. Uh, listen, there's gonna be times where I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, oh, you're about to give me some pussy. <laughs> I hate you. CJ. Yeah. CJ. Yes, ma'am. Are you going to tell somebody that they're going to give you some of their friends? First of all, AJ, if me and you were dating and we were sitting in the room watching TV, and I looked over at you and said, "Come sit on this dick." Babe, I, I I need you to either sit on my face or some dick, or I'm about to bend you over and fuck you in this chair. You would start gushing, so I don't want to hear how would I say that because you would love it. 
You know, I don't like these examples when time you use me. Please don't don't use me in your examples, please. Hello. <laughs> but you can't say it's wrong though. I, I have not heard you say I was wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. And I actually had to think long. And I know I said I wasn't going to answer, but I actually had to think long and hard of it because I said I, I said initially like it's it's a mutual decision. It's like, but the person was adamant in saying that women are the ones who always decide because they're saying like, okay, even if you say to her, "I want somewhere," I'm going to bend you over. She still has to say yes. Right. Because she could lie and say, OK, well, no, her period's coming or no, she has a headache or she can make up whatever excuses she wants. The woman give a fuck end- about you having a headache. Oh, dear. Wow. All right. Then, well, I just won't choke you that night. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> 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 no extra migraines for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, let's move on. I think you should do this. Or do you want to do the email? You want me to do the email? Yeah, I'll do the scenario. Do you do the email? I think it needs a a male oomph. A male Okay, a listener submitted scenario um, that we're going to do before we get to a really interesting email. Okay. So this scenario is, um, it's from a woman. So I'm getting married in two months. Six of my girlfriends and I went to to the Dominican for four days for my bachelorette party. The resort that we were staying at on that weekend had a group of guys that were there for the weekend as well. Of course, my single girlfriend started flirting, and next thing I know, it was a large group of us hanging out all the time. One night, they had a foam party at the they had a foam party at the pool, so the collective group of guys and girls went to the foam party. We all got hammered and somehow ended up back in the adjoining suites of the guys. Suffice to say, things got a little out of hand, and lots of sexual activity took place with all of us. I'm too embarrassed to get into details, but let's just say I definitely had my last sexual tryst. My fiancé had put no stipulations on my bachelorette weekend. He just said to have a good time before I became his missus. Do either of you think that this is something I need to mention to him before we get married, especially given the fact that no numbers were exchanged with any of these individuals, and unless by happenstance they were in my state, I'm never going to see any of them again, nor do I have any interest in doing that. What are your thoughts on having your last hurrah within a week of your wedding and with your spouse's... Your spouse-to-be's non-disclosure consent, meaning they've given you a one-night hall pass. CJ? I mean, if if your significant other has given you a hall pass, that's within the confines of your relationship. I'm not giving out no goddamn hall passes. I know that goddamn much. <laughs> so you would never say to your, your wife-to-be, you know, go get it out of your system? Fuck no. If you don't have it out of your system, I'm like, no. I'm No, I'm sorry. Whatever that makes me, I, hey... I'll I'll be that because no, it's not happening. CJ ain't doing it. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I I have I have mixed emotions about it. Um, I do. I I, I don't know. I have mixed emotions about it. I I feel like okay. So for her, you know, if it's if it's something that he was okay with. And and him saying to, you know, have your last hurrah or whatever the case may be, you know, he kind of probably figured that something might or might not happen um, with you going away. It it is what it is. You know, if if, if he if he prior to you going was okay with it, it's not something that you need to give him details about. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want the details about it. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that you just seal up and take to the grave with you. You don't have to have any guilt or shame about it, because as you said, he told you to have a good time before you become his missus at which point he takes that seriously. So that would be like a secret thing between you and your girls and the people that were there. And like I said, you seal it and you take it to your grave. Um, I remember a friend of mine who we've been, we've been friends for decades. Um, before he got married, his wife gave him a hall pass for one night. And the craziest thing about it is um, he and I were staying in this. So they got the hotel. They got married at a hotel, like the the banquet hall in the hotel. And so uh, they also had a block of rooms that because um, they, they've got a lot of family from the U.S. and Europe and that kind of thing. Um, so I stayed in the hotel uh, two nights before the their wedding. And he actually stayed in the hotel as well by himself without her. Because she and her um, bridesmaids got dressed at the house and him and the groomsmen. But I didn't tell him I was staying at the hotel because, honestly, I felt like if I had, he would have wanted to use his hall pass with me. And I just wasn't able for that kind of, like, headache and drama in my life in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, there, I mean, there are people who, yeah, they, they, they give out that kind of thing. Would I personally... Yeah, I don't think I'd be so comfortable knowing that my husband-to-be was going to have, like, a one last fling. Um, and if it was something that happened with him and his boys being out, then it's whatever. Don't tell me. 
I don't ever want to know. And you need to tell your boys them to don't ever say it in passing or make a quip about it or make a joke about it. Cause then I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Everybody's going to die plain and simple. So booyah. There you go. Boom goes the dynamite. Um, yeah, that I mean, he gave you a hall pass, you're, and you're right. I didn't even think about it from your point of view, AJ. He probably doesn't even want to know. He all he knows is he gave you a hall pass. Let bygones be bygones. The only time you could you should run into a problem is if for some reason, odd reason, like you go to your husband's job one day and the guy's like hit your husband's coworker. That would be an awkward situation. That would not. <laughs> that would not be nice at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. Um, but let's get into this email. This is the last email slash scenario for the day. God, I really, (laughs) you know, we had a lot of fun. I said there was going to be a little bit of fuckery. Here it is. Are you ready for it? Yes. Dear AJ, I'm a black man who only dates white or Latina women. Please don't get me wrong. I love my mother and two younger sisters. Incidentally, my sisters also only date white or Latina men. Latino men, but I hope they're not. I guess they could be Latino men nowadays. You never know. Um, I think black women are beautiful, strong, talented, educated, magical, and all that great stuff. But they're just not for me. I don't feel like they understand my sexual tastes or needs, and I don't feel on the spiritual level they that they understand me. And that I mean, I feel like a bond with a white or Latino woman on a different mental and emotional level because they just understand my struggle. Not to try to match it the way many black women do. And I am better able <laughs> I'm better able to be open because there's no who's had the greatest struggle of as a person of color type competition. My mother has never really encouraged us to date black either. So it's just never really been a concern for me until recently. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen started working at my firm a few months ago. She's from the island called Granada. Is that how you pronounce that? No, Grenada. Grenada. Or something like that. Anyhow, I was literally speechless when I seen her. Last week, I decided to be bold and invite her for coffee, but she declined. I followed up the next day because I'm persistent and haven't been that deeply attracted to anyone in a long time. And she again politely declined, saying she was only going to go out with a few people from work. I waited a few days and instead invited her out for cocktails after work. And she said, no, thank you. When I asked why not, she looked at me straight in my face, smiled and said, I don't date men who don't know themselves. Have you ever been? I know that's deep. Have you ever (laughs) been punched in the chest or felt winded? Well, that's how I felt. I knew she was referring. I knew what she was referring to. And I know the gossip crowd at work had probably told her I don't date black women. It's weird for me because I wouldn't care any other time, but I actually feel drawn to her and I'm not even sure what to do. She's always cordial with me and flashes her great smile when she greets me, but I won't but won't give me the time of day otherwise. I can feel some of the black women in my firm who I've turned down snickering at me. I can't even be upset about it. How if all if at all can I convince her to at least go out on a date with me so she can get to know me? This last part, the podcast the two of you run was introduced to me through some people at work. And I'll admit I'm not much of a podcast listener, but your mix of intellect and humor gives a very gives it a very sexual mature appeal, which I wholeheartedly appreciate. And I thought the two of you would be perfect for a brash, unbiased opinion. I'm preparing myself for your raw and real answer. LOL. Keep up the great work and thanks for your advice. Cheers. And I won't share his name just just since people at his job listen to. Um, <laughs> right. but, but, <laughs> but hearing this, they probably are going to figure it out. AJ, come on, give it to me. What do you, what do you, that's a lot to unpack. What do you make from it? Honestly, I, I, I don't even, it, it's disturbing to me because I'll assume he's either late twenties, early thirties. It's disturbing to me that at this point in your life is the first attraction that you've had to a black woman and you're black. I, I'm always concerned about um, anyone from any culture that doesn't date within their within their culture or within their race. Like I just I I can't. That just speaks to me about like self hate on a whole other level. Like you can't fill your mouth with one side of it by saying, "Well, I love my mom and my sisters, and they're black." but I don't date black women because that's not my cup of tea. They don't understand me. And, and then you're talking about competition. Like who has the great struggle? Like, it's, Oh, why? Oh, I'm trying to keep my cool. And I'm trying to be, be, well, 
You know, honestly, that part of his email, I do agree with. There's this thing now on social, uh, just amongst the black community of who has it worse, men or women. Like you'll hear a man post something about, oh, it's tough to be a black man because of the police, because of this. And a black woman will respond with, well, try fear being raped. And it's like, and men do the same thing. A woman will say something um, like that. And the man will will say, well, at least you guys aren't being shot by, by police. And it's like. I feel like as black people, once we stop trying to break down who has it worse and just realize as a race, we have it fucked up and let's just support each other, that that aspect will get better. I'm sorry. I, I know I completely hijacked your thing, but I, 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 I have an issue with that personally on both sides of the fence, men and women. But you're absolutely right. But I also don't think that that should stop you from dating a black woman because she may like run some kind of verbal. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I agree. Yeah. I- like and and yes, I, I acknowledge and appreciate what you said because it's true. Like as a uh, as people on a whole, we need to do better for one another. We need to support one another better. You know, it's not that okay. Well, fear of rape is worse than the fear of being shot because or the it's shitty all around. <laughs> like you said, it's fucked up all around. Anything that we have to go through based on the color of our skin. But the fact that from jump, this guy is saying like he doesn't like he feels like a white woman. White. Let me start this up. Latina, I can even understand him saying that he feels more a kindred to her. I, I, I can even, I, I can put that one aside. But to say that a white woman, you feel like a white woman would understand you better than a black woman ever could. Are you dumb? That's like a whole other level of fucking stupidity. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That, that's just a dumbass comment. Like how, hey, and I think he's confusing them not being combative with understanding they can't speak on it that's probably why they may you 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 in the way that you're thinking you feel like they're more supportive they're trying to they're they may be trying to gain an understanding but there's no way a white person man or woman can understand the struggle of a black person because they don't have to live through that oh that 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 shit irks me i'm sorry continue you're absolutely right. And and then, I mean, further to that, it's like, okay, you know, the part about the, his sexual needs being met. And yes, I understand that, you know, there's a, 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 I won't say a misconception, but I would, I would think that on a scale of, of being dirty, I feel like sexually black women are still getting there. You know what I mean? Yes. And and that that's a community thing. That's a that's a how we were reared thing. That's a only dirty girls do that kind of thing. That's a if I find out you suck penis, I'm gonna beat your Ross kind of thing. That's a you know good girls only do missionary and box shot kind of thing. That's a you know um, dirty whores and sluts do. That. You know what I mean? Like whatever the stereotypes are attached to it. You know. So I feel like it's taken black women on a whole a lot longer to be okay with their sexuality and being a dirty whore and being that dirty girl and being a slut and being okay with that. You know, sucking some dick never killed anybody. And it's okay to suck some dick. You know what I mean? Eating some pussy, if that's your thing and you're, and you're bi, it never killed anybody. And that's okay. So it's like, from that regard, I can understand his perspective. And that's probably the only thing in what he said that I can, I, I can agree with. Um, but yeah, the, the just, I don't, I don't know. Like there's, there's no way that you're going to convince a woman who knows herself and who has a love of herself and who has a love of her people. There's no way that you're going to convince her, especially when you've clearly stated that you don't date what black women. There's no way that you're going to convince her that you're worthy of her because really and truly there's nothing about your character right now, other than maybe financially that would make you worthy. because th- imagine this now. Okay. She's talking about cultural things. She's talking about island things because she's from Grenada. She's talking about Caribbean things. She's talking about the plight of Black people. She's talking about the struggles of Black people. She's talking about the greatness of Black people. She's talking about the humanity. She's talking about all these wonderful, praiseful things about Black people. What do you have to contribute to that conversation other than the fact that you're Black, your mom's Black, and your sisters are Black? Mm. What are you going to talk to her about? If if everything in your life that you've built around is staying away from and shunning Black people— other than the, the three women that you immediately identify and associate with, what do you have to offer to this woman that would even in, in, encourage her to say, you know what, let me try see with him. Let me go on a date. Like, what would you talk to her about? You can't talk to her about black politics because you're not there for it. You can't talk to her about black art, black culture, black anything because you're not there for any of My friend, cut your losses, stick to what you know, not to say that you can't change up. But if you're going to switch up and you're actually going to embrace who and what you are, do it for yourself. Don't do it because of a woman. Boom goes the dynamite. Drop the mic and walk the fuck away. Um, I agree with everything you said. I, I it's, There's a lot concerning in this email about how you 
view and you can say all day that you love and you think black women are beautiful but there's something in this that you're missing something about yourself i i think more than anything like yes you 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 have black women fucked up to be quite honest and i think you're you're in a way like you're like boosting up white women for things that really they they can, can't understand like you can say all day white woman's more sexual latina woman's more sexual i won't argue with you there i mean i i don't never mind the the chicken burst everybody's heard it um but the thing is is that you're missing out on what makes black women amazing is that it's their passion um, and that's part of where that comes from um, with the combativeness. And I'm not excusing it because, like I said, I don't like it on either side of the spectrum, um, the combativeness that we have amongst amongst each other. But when as far as this this woman um, that you you have to let this go. I mean, she's clearly made up in her mind. And I feel like you you keep saying that, there, like you said in the email, that there's a connection. You feel drawn to her. You're just in lust. Let's just let's just be clear and call this what it is. You're in lust right now. So there's nothing deeper than that. You see somebody you're because phys- you don't know her. She doesn't know you. So you can't you say you feel drawn to her. No, you well, physically, if anything. And she's clearly seen something in your person. You can't make people choose to want to get to know you more. I'm sorry. In a lot of cases, first impressions are the only time you get to make an impression. She's cordial with you because you work together, but unfortunately, because of probably how you've treated other people, other women of color, she knows she doesn't want to have anything to do with that. So I'm sorry, you made your bed. You you now have to lie in it. You have to let this one go. Let it go. Go to your Latina, go to your white woman, or maybe seriously, just take some time out to really evaluate why you feel the way you do outside of your pursuit of this woman, evaluate you and hopefully you can grow from it. Yes. <laughs> yes. All day. Yes. Yes. Well, you know what? I, I'm proud of myself. Cause when I, when we first got that email, I really was prepared to go the fuck in, but I just calmer minds prevailed. And yeah, but it, you know, I mean, um, I really and keep writing into us. We love that you appreciate and you enjoy this podcast. We do put a lot of work into it. And what you said there, um, outside of, you know, your thoughts on black women and stuff, I do want to acknowledge that what you said, there are mixture of intellect and humor um, makes this podcast. It has a sexually mature appeal. That's really, really what we aim for. And the fact that you notice that really does mean a lot. So I do want to thank you for that um, outside of going off about your email. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if you want to do the iTunes reviews or if you want to leave them until our next go round. While you're doing that, um, I just wanted to state, I know that uh, on our Twitter and our Instagram page, we've been putting out feelers. Um, uh, CJ and I are actually, we're looking for a couple that is into the lifestyle. Um, uh, so that would be the Dom sub lifestyle, whether the, the male is the Dom or the woman is the Dom. Um, anyone who's into like the, the DDLG, which is daddy Dom, little girl or mommy Dom, little boy, um, lifestyle, just a couple that's into the lifestyle that's open to chatting with us. Um, we would like to do an interview. It would be obviously anonymous or you can name yourself, but we would just give you a series of questions, um, pre-scripted questions, and, uh, we would have a chat with you, but just something different, you know, to kind of open up the podcast and, and, um, to have a special guest or two on. So if you are in the lifestyle or, you know, anyone who's in the lifestyle that you think would be interested in chatting with us, um, you can have them either call us and CJ will give you our number because I never remember it off by heart, or they can email us at lovelustmbas at yahoo.com, or they can send us, um, a private message either on Instagram or on our Twitter. Yep. Absolutely. And that number is 614 Four seven two zero three nine. That's six one four five four seven two zero three nine. Um, our iTunes reviews. So before we go, we do want to acknowledge some of these uh, three iTunes reviews that we got since the last time I read some off. Um, these are really good, AJ. And I know you you don't look on iTunes, so you may have not seen these. So I always love hearing your your response to these. So the first one is um, uh, the title. Of this one is sexual healing. This is I love how they always seem to throw some type of sexual. <laughs> undertones in their reviews but um this one is just a great podcast i found this show by going down the rabbit hole of shows Hayes is involved in and have been hooked really appreciate that oh it, i like that one i like yeah, that yeah, going down. that's it <laughs> going down the rabbit hole um yeah i mean uh, you know i i am involved with a lot of podcasts so um i'm glad that you have 
been going through them and you really have enjoyed this one. So thank you. Thank you for that very much. Um, the next one is the title of this one is touches me in all the right place. I love that they actually go through and title these um, because they're just great. Uh, touches me in all the right places. Um, sexy, smart and funny. This is one of the most well-rounded, well-rounded podcast around. And this one's from Time Lord 656. Nice. I, uh, you see, I, uh, that gives me all the feels. I really appreciate that. That's <laughs> because I mean, that's what we, we strive to do. And it, it, and I don't know, like, I, I like the realness of what we do. Like it's, there's never, like, we never put on a put on for anybody. Like, it's just always, you know, oh, anyhow, sorry, I'm getting emotional. That's lovely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And then the last one is, and then the la- the last one is dripping. That's the title of this one. <laughs> this show will have you taking long showers to get the images out of your head. Smart hosts with an amazing dynamic, and then they end it with shave those balls. Listen to me. Try don't upset me. Or listen to me. I went through it already. So sorry. First, thank you very much for the review. <laughs> Definitely appreciate it. Try don't upset me again, please. Please. Can somebody write in a review asking CJ to allow AJ to see him shave the balls? How about that? How about somebody do that? How about that? Uh, maybe I'll do it for you for a two-year anniversary. Guys, I got to wait a whole next year? No, we're not doing that. I'm so sorry. We're not waiting. Enough. CJ, come. Good people. You can follow us on <laughs> iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Um, you can find us on our social media platforms, which is Twitter and Instagram at lovelustmbas. If you want to email us uh, any scenarios, questions, if you need our feedback or help with anything, um, you can email us at lovelustmbas at yahoo.com. You can find me on Instagram at badass underscore Jones underscore. And I'm also on Twitter at that Jones kid, AJ one. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. We want to thank each and every one of you guys for sending in emails, for supporting this podcast like you have. Um, it really is humbling. And we are going to be nailing down the dates because I keep getting asked for our tour and our live shows. Um, I, anyone who follows our social media sees I've posted the 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 prototypes for the first Loveless and Badass So t-shirts which will the store will have those up and running here shortly hopefully by the next time we release an episode so just there's a lot of stuff coming from this podcast and we just want to thank each and every one of you guys um anything left aj before we tell the people we love them and good night no that's it thanks for being part of what we do <laughs> all right absolutely we love each and every one of you guys peace this has been a presentation of the break break media, media. 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 Brown skin, you know I love your brown skin. I can't tell where yours begins. I can't tell where mine is. Brown skin, up against my brown skin. Need some every now and then. Mississippi or Island Apparently your skin has been kissed by the sun You make me want a Hershey's kiss Your licorice Every time I see your lips It makes me think of honey-coated chocolate Your kisses are worth more than gold to me I'll be your almond joy You'll be my sugar daddy Brown skin You know I love your brown skin I can't tell where yours begins I can't tell where mine is Brown skin Up against my brown skin Need some every now and then Something magnetic pulls me and I can't get out Disoriented, I can't tell my up from down All I know is that I want to lay you down Every time I let you in Abracadabra magic happens as we swim Higher and higher, finally we reach heaven 
skin up against my brown skin. Every now and then. So brown, lips so round, baby, how can I be down? 